You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hi! What's up, guys? Welcome to um, episode 11. 11. Schleven. I don't don't know why I said it like that. I'm thinking about it. I can't believe it's been 11. I know. I feel like it's a cool number to be on. Thank you guys, as always, for all the support and encouragement that we've been getting week to week. Last week's episode was a really, really awesome one. I feel like it changed a lot of perceptions. Um, We got a lot of messages, a lot of emails, and we are just so, so grateful. Like, we always... Literally, we're not lying when we say every time we get one of those, we text each other and cry. Mm, Um, Yeah, emojis all the time. And if we are changing one woman's life, this entire thing has been worth it. Totally. um, This is why we do this. And don't feel weird about reaching out. Like, we want to know how you're feeling. Or even if you don't agree with something that we say, um, your feedback means so much to us. And this is why we're doing what we're doing every week. So we just wanted to say thank you for that. Thank you. We have a really awesome interview coming your way. I mean, I... Catherine was speechless, which says something. I was something. speechless. <laughs> I could not talk. <laughs> Couldn't. Um, our friend Emily Popson came on, and she is incredible. She's super knowledgeable and just health in general and what we're exposing our bodies to on a regular basis and how we can be more mindful about... Um, just the choices we make as a consumer and in our everyday lifestyle. And she just also shares a lot of the same values as we do when it comes to fitness and body image and just life in general. She brought it. She really brought the heat today. And we're going to keep this intro short for that reason, because you guys just need to listen to what she had to say. Listen to the very end. Like, even if you have to pause and like come back to it, guys, I the know. way she wraps this mug up mm. is, uh, she she brought it. She preached. Um, fire emoji. <laughs> Speechless still. So, I yeah. can't even. We'll, we'll let you determine that for yourselves. But you guys, this is a good one. And I think it might be our longest one. So yeah. that's why we're keeping this intro as short as possible. So we're going to go ahead and read our review of the week, which we are at. I think 77 now, so we're Ooh, making our number. way. I think we're going to be able to get to that hundo goal by June. Y'all, Michael, the other day when we were eating dinner, he was like, not going to lie. When y'all first said you wanted to get 100 views, I was like, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, but then I saw that y'all are already like in the 70s, and I was like, dang, they're right. Yeah. I mean, hey, reach for the stars. Reach for the stars and you'll land on the moon. Uh, Is wait. that it? No, I think reach it's, for the moon. No, you reach land for the moon. The even stars. if you miss, you land among the stars. Which isn't the moon closer than the stars? I don't know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> it's a thought. All right, that Steve, All right, week. so we're gonna go ahead and read this. Is it my turn or your turn? Your turn. Okay. This one. I don't know whose turn it is, but yeah, that's the one. Okay. This one is called "Vulnerable and Real," and it's five stars. I don't. I feel like the. Uh, the username was not intentional. I legitimately think they just put their hands on the keyboard and typed a bunch of things, like have Tourette's on the keyboard. There, it's got to be. It's just a, There's no way it's a name. An array of letters, so I'm not even going to read that, but thank you so much, whoever left this. We love you. Okay, so it says, after listening to just a few episodes, I feel like I know Chelsea and Catherine. 
Their laughs are contagious, and you just can't help but smile while listening. They truly open their hearts and show you their most vulnerable and real selves. They remind me that I'm not alone, even in the darkest times that feel the loneliest. They're relatable, they're real, they're fun, they love Jesus, and they are so full of heart. I feel a little bit like Chelsea when she was Facebook stalking Catherine and decided that she had to be her friend. LOL. If you're not listening, you're losing. Thank you, Chelsea and Catherine, for opening your hearts and souls to us. And she spelled it like soul. Soul, S-O-L-E. Which is precious. So cute. Thank Thank you you. so much. That one was, I mean, they're all just really beautiful, but going straight to the We just, you just got us right in the gut there. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for these reviews. Yes. Um, And we feel like, even though we can't see any of you, we truly feel like we're just talking to our best friends. So thanks for joining us for this journey. Yes. All right. Let's just go ahead into some quick happies and crappies and we'll get right into the interview. All right. Um, I can go first. Yeah, hit it. So my crappy is that last week I was so exhausted Mm. because of my just like daily schedule for some reason, like all the things were happening in one week, specifically like in the last three days of my week. So I was just like so tired and I I thought I wasn't going to make it, you guys, (laughs) in an attempt to not sound too, um, dramatic I wasn't gonna make it but I made it and the happy of my week is that on Friday night I went out with for a birthday and then I came back we were in bed by 9 30 I slept until 10 y'all listen to this I slept until 10 a.m which is amazing that's 12 and a half hours of sleep then that night we figured you know since I slept in we would probably go to bed later well no 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 we ate dinner at 7, and we're in our bed by 7.45. Wow. Asleep by 8.30, woke up at 9. Okay, so that's another 12 and a half hours. I don't think I'm even capable of that. Then, I didn't think I was either, y'all. <laughs> then, this is how tired I was, though. We had church on Sunday. We ate lunch, and after lunch, I like looked at Michael like pretty nonchalant, and I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit, like not even expecting to fall asleep. And he was like, I'll join you. And so we're just like being all cute and cuddly. And then two hours later, we wake up, <laughs> y'all, a nap. That is great. I took an, my first nap in probably years on Sunday as well. Yeah. I was really, really tired. That means the consecutive amount of sleep that I had this weekend was over a day of sleep. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I didn't get that. 26 hours. Yeah. More I got plus. very little sleep this weekend, but it was worth it. So. Oh. That's my happy and crappy. I love it. Thank you. Um, my crappy is kind of happening like today because <laughs> I just have one of those days where I'm like, oh, all right, I have to just get this stuff done with. And Adulting. I'm, yeah, I'm stressed. I have a huge to-do list right now um, that I'm trying to get done before this weekend because I'm shooting a wedding this weekend. I'm shooting a wedding next weekend. And then my family's coming into town to visit and so I'm trying to just get as much of it done during the week as I can um but right literally right after this I'm, I have an appointment to go do my taxes an appointment to get my car inspected and then I just have to do a buttload of work so um straight up buttload that's my crappy but you know as always it's I'm doing what I love so sometimes there's aspects of being an entrepreneur and um being all all over the place all week <laughs> that are just not so glamorous. Yeah. But for the most part, I love it. And it's 
100% worth it, but it's just going to be one of those days. Anytime I hear the word taxes or oil change, I'm Ugh. like, this is not like, why we're put to? on this earth. I know. I know. This is not my calling. So I'll probably get some ice cream tonight. Uh, I know. will join you Rewards. for that. <laughs> See um, you at Burberry. Yeah. Ooh, that's actually really yeah, not, not a bad, bad idea. idea. <laughs> See y'all there too. Um, and then my happy would be, I went to a really awesome workshop this past weekend. Um, that was all day Friday, all day Saturday. And I got to see some um, girls that I'm already friends with. I got to connect and meet some really awesome women as well. And um, I just learned a lot. Um, my head was spinning with yeah. things that I could start implementing in my business. Um, but it was so worth it and so much fun. And it's just always really cool to be in the same room as as all these women that share a, a passion and oh, yeah. but you're all at different walks of life and um yeah that was really cool and then later that night we went to the hurricanes game with some friends we haven't seen in a while and the canes won which was super Woo! fun it was a good time and then we went out for a beer after that and we had um you know like bar food and didn't get back to the house until like 1 a.m. And then I had a 7 a.m. photo shoot the next Oh my morning. gosh, I was in my second room by then. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> so that's why I actually ended up taking a nap Sunday because I was so dang tired. Yeah, but that's a lot. Anyway, it was a good weekend. It's going to be a good week um, despite today's, you know, not so exciting things. But yeah, we're just going to roll right into this interview, Arthur. Yeah, it's um, so good, y'all. We're just going to jump right into it. Um, what Emily just blow your minds here in a minute. Yeah. So just buckle up, buckle up, buttercup. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. Bye. Okay guys. So we are here with our dear friend, Emily Popson and we met Emily kind of through Instagram. Is this, this isn't your first time meeting her. You met her at the squeeze. Nah, girl, we go way back. (laughs) (laughs) We met one time. (laughs) Yeah. So we met Emily at a photo shoot for Squeak Cleaning Products, which Jana Crittenton, the owner and creator of Squeak, was on our podcast episode four. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, But she and Emily work pretty closely together on um, giveaways and things like that. And we'll explain why later, but that's pretty much how we met her. Um, And then since then, she and I have had several coffee dates and have just gotten to know each other talked about some deep stuff and how we share values on things and so we wanted to have her on because she's super relatable super well versed and so many things we're curious and passionate about so thank you so much for coming on Emily. thanks guys we're gonna just let you kind of intro yourself tell us a little about who you are um what you currently do how you ended up in wilmington sure sure so uh as chelsea said i'm emily popson i um, currently live here in Wilmington, North Carolina with Chelsea and Catherine, but I'm from Pennsylvania, a small town in Pennsylvania um, near Scranton where the office was set. Um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I have been in Wilmington for about a year now. He's in the Marine Corps um, and was stationed here um, after uh, we lived in Pensacola, Florida for a little while. And they sent us there and then we got there and he was like, they were like, oh, never mind. We never should have moved you all the way to Florida. So we were in Florida for seven months. Before oh then gosh. we were in, 
Washington, D.C. for 10 months. Before then, we were in Charleston, South Carolina for two and a half years. Um, and before that, we lived up in Philadelphia for a few years. He had been with the Army for 10 years prior um, and then decided to join the Marine Corps, which is why we've traveled all around the country and called many places home, but love being here in Wilmington. Um, we have two little fur babies, Brew and Olive. Oh, uh, what kind of dog? Brewy is a um, black mouth cur, which is a southeastern hunting dog mixed with some pit bull and a little beagle. She's just like the sweetest, cutest little thing. Oh. She has like a boxer face, but a beagle body, and just mm. like so she's cute. such a lover. Um, and Olive, we call her our little ghetto girl. We got her in um, North Philadelphia. If you guys have never been, you'll understand why we call her the ghetto girl. Um, it, wait, is that Fresh Prince? That's West Philadelphia. West Philadelphia. Very similar. (laughs) Very similar. So um, John was about to go on his first deployment. He was going to leave for a year. We had been living together in downtown Philadelphia. And um, I was like, I need a dog. And I thought I was going to get this big dog to protect me. And then... Somehow we saw this ad and it was just the sweetest thing and it was called a jug. And we were like, what's a jug? And we go and see that. We were like, well, we'll see it. So Sonny Black, this lovely man in North Philadelphia, called us up. He's like, yes, my associate will meet you. Um, Come meet us on the corner of so-and-so streets and we'll show you this jug puppy. We get there. Long story short, she was only two pounds. She was the tiniest thing. She was too young to be away from her mom. So she's not technically a rescue, but we say she was a rescue. Um, And she's just this tiny little feisty little thing um, that we love. And she's so is she a pug and a she's a Jack Russell pug. Oh, a jug. Yes, she has like the Jack Russell energy, and she jumps a lot, but then she has a pug butt. Oh, yes, (laughs) she's the best. I think we're all trying to get a pug butt. Yes. That's cute, a jug. So, how do you like Wilmington? What do you think of it so far? We love Wilmington. We love it. Um, Like I said, we lived in Charleston for two and a half years. That's the place we've lived the longest so far. Wilmington should be where we live the longest, hopefully, if things go according to plan. But um, it has everything that we loved about Charleston here in Wilmington without all the things we didn't like about Charleston. Some of the crowds, some of the cultural aspects of living in Charleston that can make it tough. Um, Mm -hmm. We love how laid back Wilmington is, how warm and inviting it is. Mm -hmm. We've never made so many friends and connections so quickly living in a place. Isn't that insane? It's It's crazy. crazy. This place is so special because of that. It It is. is. Truly, I mean, I I just listed just a handful of the places we've lived in just the last four years, and we've been here now 13 months, and I've never made these kinds of connections even having lived in Charleston as long as we did and working in an office in Charleston with people like I never never met so many like-minded people or connected with people as quickly that just people are ready to open up to you here yeah so cool so cool yeah I hope you stick around here I I don't want you to move we don't have a lot of control over it (laughs) I know so is he still in the Marines oh yes for he'll he'll be in for his whole career yeah (sighs) I know wow yeah he just got back from Norway he was in Norway for a few months he just got back Kind of right before you guys met him with wow. the photo shoot. Yeah. So is he gone for like long amounts of time? And like, how's that? Yeah. So for the our first four years of being together, he w- we were apart 75% of it. Wow. Um, he was gone for an entire year once. We never didn't see each other. Um, he was, And then he go, he go, he'll go away for weeks at a time, days at a time, months at a time. It all depends. Like right now he's gone for a couple days. In a couple weeks, he'll leave for a couple weeks. In August, he'll leave for a couple months. Dude, you've got to be so strong to be a Marine's wife. Yeah, I think there's strength involved, but there's also just, like anything in life, it 
comes normal. You normal. You can normalize right. anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And it works for us. It causes us to always miss each other and always yeah. be really happy and appreciate the time we do have together. Yeah. So yeah, Michael will go out of town for like twenty four hours. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. I get spoiled when he's home for a stretch and then he leaves for a day. I'm like, what is this? But then, you know, you learn it's muscle memory. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess that's true. It is. So in all the moves, how that how has that affected your job and what you do? Yeah. So my my background is in uh, marketing strategy for technology companies. I've spent my entire career since I got out of college working for startups, first in New York and Philadelphia. And then I was really fortunate to, when we found out we were moving to Charleston and my husband was going to teach at the Citadel, I was like, oh my gosh, doesn't seem like a tech hub in Charleston. So I just Googled tech companies in Charleston, um, found Blackbaud, um, that's B-A-U-D, and Blackbaud is the leading provider of software to nonprofits. We power most of the world's nonprofits and most of the social good happening in the world. So um, I was really fortunate to connect with them. So for the two and a half years we lived in Charleston, I worked as a marketing strategist for BlackBot, and then they've been very supportive and allowed me to work remotely from anywhere we've lived, and I continue to work for oh, them that's today. awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So through working remotely, you were also able to kind of work up this side project of yes, yours. Yes, Pop of Health. Pop of Health. Pop of so, Health. <laughs> yes. Um, let's get into that, because okay. that's um, primarily what we want to be asking you about today. So. Sure. What prompted you to start it, Pop mm-hmm. of Health? Like, kind of, what do you think was the breaking point that got you to say, okay, I'm going to start living this lifestyle and I want to share it with the world? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to answer that backwards. Okay. I'll tell you first how the lifestyle started because I think it's important. A lot of people will join the community and they see me right now and they don't realize it's it's my everything I'm talking about is coming from my experiences throughout my life and my journey to exploring and educating myself over the last six years, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I always tell people there's, no matter, for each of you too, right? Exactly where you are right now has, you you were brought here based on different experiences you had in your life, different things people told you about life, what it is and it isn't, what's important, what isn't. times people have presented opportunities and you either said yes or no to those, right? Right. Mm -hmm. There's all these macro and micro moments that happen throughout someone's life. And for me, the ones that I feel like really led me to where I am today are, first, my mom was always that weird mom growing up who I always had the wheat bread in my lunchbox. I never had the gushers. I always had like a soggy banana or apple. Like <laughs> I never had anything fun or cool. I was, I would like, I was always stealing my friend's slim gems and fruit roll-ups <laughs> because I was just so envious, but she was just like adamant that that stuff didn't belong in our bodies. And I just rebelled against it for most of my life. And then probably when I got into high school and college and you know, you're making your own decisions, it was like Taco Bell every day, mm-hmm. not oh, yeah. just Bell Grande. I loved it. <laughs> Yes. Then flash forward to college. Um, I had the opportunity to go study in a tiny little hilltop town in Italy, Perugia, if anyone's ever been there. It's a beautiful college community. Um, and I had this one teacher. I don't remember her name, but I can remember her face. I don't remember what she even what subject she taught, but I remember this one thing, and I've written about it in so many blogs over the years. She she stood in front of our class of all these American students and said I don't understand when I go to your country, the food doesn't go bad and I feel like crap. I was like, what does she mean by that? Mm. And it, it stuck with me for years. And, and I didn't end up making changes till years later, but I still reflect back on that. Like, here's this woman from a different culture, a different country, a place where they have a different relationship with food and chemicals and toxins. And she 
is so weirded out by American food and how mm-hmm. the loaf of bread can sit on the counter for weeks, whereas she buys a fresh loaf every two days, right? Mm, she she right. couldn't wrap her mind around, that's not food. Like, what is in your food that's making it not go bad? So, you know, that's one of those and micro moments. why does it moments. make me feel so bad? Yes. Right. Why don't I feel good? Why don't yeah. I feel satisfied after mm. eating American food? Not all American food, right? But this was her experience in America. Mm-hmm. Then flash forward a little bit more, um, I, I had my own health problems and just my challenges throughout my life. Two of them being, um, one, I struggled with my weight my whole life, um, primarily more my body image and my, um, I, I definitely believed I looked a certain way. And I know Chelsea, I remember in one episode, you said that about yourself. You remember feeling like you were so large and took up Mm -hmm. so much space and you look back at these pictures and you're like, whoa, I wasn't, what was I thinking? But that's how I spent most of my life. I developed very young. I had curves since a very young age. I have not changed height since sixth or seventh grade. I've had mm-hmm. large boobs since sixth or seventh grade. Oh, like <laughs> I've just been, and I've always been hyper aware of my body because of that. I got a lot yeah. of attention from my body at a young age um, and have felt a lot of shame about my body and also struggled with ever being able to change my body. I felt like the only ways my body ever changed in a way that I thought it was supposed to, which is being smaller, was if I restricted my food, ate 100 calorie packs, ate um, powdered, sugar-free drink mixes, and worked out three hours a day, right? That was Mm -hmm. the only way to achieve health or achieve um, a body that people wouldn't be judging or staring at. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought people were staring at my body because it was shameful and um, unhealthy or unworthy or made them uncomfortable, whatever that was. So, I, I struggled with that for many, many, many years. And while John was on his first deployment, I had some health issues that landed me in the hospital. And I don't even remember how it started, but I started watching documentaries and reading books and learning about all the things that are in our food, the ways our food is made, the things that are in the products that we're using every day, and how that's affecting our body's ability to do the things that it's meant to do for us to lose and gain weight in order to reserve energy or keep us warm or um, to provide us with optimal energy in a day to um, allow our hair to be shiny and thick, to allow our muscles to stay strong and to recover quickly. All these things um, that I think a lot of, I think, you know, I started realizing that over the years, marketing has really manipulated all of our um, our understanding of the human body. Mm-hmm. We and they've over um, simplified it to be simply about calories and exercise and maybe some pills slash supplementation. And I think even like the healthy food space is guilty of this as well. Yeah, but I just started sure. to ha- realize these things, right? Like I was nowhere near as educated as I am today, but all these light bulbs started to go off. And I, and I started thinking about, you know, I looked around and I just, I, when you have more information, you start noticing things, yeah. right? So I started to look around and, and I noticed, yeah, why are so many women having trouble getting pregnant? That's not normal. Why do so many people in my life have diabetes? Why do so many people in my life struggle with anxiety or skin issues or gut issues, digestive issues? Like what? This was unheard of not that long ago. Like some, and I just felt in my gut like something's going on here, right? Look at all these women who 
are doing everything right, quote unquote, right? I'm using air quotes, doing, working out and eating what looks to be a very healthy diet. And they all, they're, they're just tired, have low energy, their skin isn't vibrant and um, they're not achieving the, the body comp goals that they're looking for. Like mm-hmm. something's going on, something else is at play here. And that's really what spurred um, a lot of my research and flash forward to now, um, just last year, I had a lot of change in my life. And this is one of those lessons of, you know, you don't always see the good in in a bad situation until, you know, looking back on it. So about a year ago, right now, early March, mid-March of 2018, um, I mentioned BlackBot. It's a beautiful company and I'm so proud and, and grateful that I get to call it my place of employment. But I had, my career had taken off pretty quickly um, I had had a, just a lot of great fortune and opportunities presented to me. Um, but about a year ago, they decided to change some policies internally that did affect my job. Mm-hmm. And um, I, at the time, thought this was the end for me. I, was, I had so closely tied my identity to this corporate job and um, my corporate craft, my marketing craft, and I just was devastated for months, months and months and months. And I didn't know who I was without um, this certain career path that I thought I was on that I now no longer was. And I, I remember at the time, my husband saying to me, this is happening for a reason. Mm. This is happening for a reason. You need to trust that. And I knew that, but it was it seemed like everyone else could see that clearly. And I just couldn't see the path. I just saw a bunch of fear that was <laughs> clouding yeah. you mm-hmm. know, any vision. that, it, um, And then... I get chills when I think about this. Two months later, I was at an event that I was putting on for our company up in New York City, and I met this woman who leads a nonprofit um, called Stand Beside Them, and she offers free life and career coaching to military veterans and spouses. Stop. And she came up to me. I was on stage emceeing this event. She pulled me aside, this sweet woman, and she said, I want to help you. Like, I, I, I love veterans. She has no veterans in her family. This is not, she just feels like more people need to give back to this community and to the spouses specifically. And she said, I want to help you. And I said, what? And she told me about her, her nonprofit. And at this point I had not mentioned the details of what had just happened to me. So then I, I did open up. I shared with her, you know, yeah, I've had some changes in my career and I'm feeling a little lost. I don't know. I know I'm meant for more. I always knew I was meant for more, but I, I'm having trouble seeing what that is and why this happened to me and what it what it's pushing me towards. And she, within a week, she had emailed, followed up with me. She said, I have a life coach for you. You'll get 12 sessions. You get one year of life coaching uh, for free. Wow. I want, yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Chills. The most serendipitous moment of my entire life. And it has changed it profoundly. So um, Allison, my life coach, I met her virtually. I've never met her in person. Don't know what she looks like. She doesn't know what I look like, which is, I think, kind of important. I think has been an important role in my life coaching yeah. experience. Um, and she, I won't get too deep into it, but, um, over the last 12 months, she's just helped me break down a lot of misconceptions that I was holding on to, um, get rid of a lot of what she calls the gremlins or the stories and the narratives that were always sitting on my shoulder Mm -hmm. telling me, no, success looks like this. Mm -hmm. If you don't have this job, this car, this pay range, this house, this, 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 and this, you're not successful. Like all these things that were holding me back and creating fear um, or 
no one needs another person on Instagram talking about health was another like thing yeah. that I had or no one wants to no one wants to look at you your body isn't perfect your body no one's going to look at you and want to take your advice look at you like these are things that I was always telling myself and she helped me she helped give me tools to fight a lot of that and um challenge a lot of that and redeclare who I am, what I'm all about and what my mission is. And as we were getting sort of to that point in our coaching, um my father, my biggest fan in the whole world who still lives up in Pennsylvania in our hometown, was diagnosed with cancer. And so I it it's it's odd and I I hope it doesn't sound strange for me to say this, but it's almost like it happened at the most perfect moment where I was both brave and I was brave enough to take the fear that that created within me my own father is sick like i just spent 6 years studying health and nutrition and living a non-toxic life like what how can my like how can my dad be the one that mm-hmm. has cancer right like it didn't seem possible mm-hmm. and i just said i have to do something and if you look at the day i created pop of health as it's known today and started the website it was within 7 days after finding out my dad had cancer i was just like i need to actively participate i'll never know exactly what caused my dad's cancer it's so difficult it's very difficult to prove a lot of what the like, to identify one thing that causes anyone's illness um but i do know in all my my studies and my experiences that there are environmental food diet lifestyle factors that are plaguing our health on a macro scale and i needed to actively participate in educating people and reducing the chemicals in our environment in our food in our kitchens in restaurants in our oceans everywhere mm-hmm. um i just had to do something that's how i react to when a challenge like i just need to i needed to participate in some way cuz it was too defeating to just sit in my house and be like my dad's sick my dad's sick like right 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 and that's that's how it was born that's how it was born so yeah. was this actually a year ago that you started pop of health no Or... pop of health as it is so i've started and stopped over the years i 6 years ago i had my first blog it was called la vita organica the organic life in italian mm-hmm. and it was an um, i was paying homage to that instruct that teacher mm-hmm. i had in italy mm-hmm. um So it was that and then I that sort of died as my corporate career took off and then I had some other Instagram accounts that one was focused on you know finding healthy things while you're traveling. I was traveling so much for work. I was like I might as well use this for good. Mm-hmm. Um but that wasn't really feeding my soul and making me feel like I was having an impact and then Pop of Health started in October of just this past year. Oh What? wow. Yeah. And it's as it is huge. as it's known now it's it grown on. so much so yeah. fast that's i know incredible. i think that's cuz people need people need it people are suffering people are yeah. confused people are curious um people are finally turning the corner and realizing they can take the reins back to their life and their health and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's been amazing yeah that is so cool i know i was thinking like Jesus, it took me years to get to over 2000 followers and she's already like oh yeah, she's huge like community on Instagram. Just... Well, I can't take all the credit. There's definitely people with much larger followings and much more experience than I who have shared my my content or plugged my content at times. Mm-hmm. Um thankfully without I've not had to ask them to do that, but it's just I've been very um lucky and right. fortunate in that people mm-hmm. have are there's a lot of people who want to 
help spread accounts like mine that help people and yeah. help communities like mine yeah. that help people. Yeah. And I think it's because you, you show up like so much throughout everyone's day and everyone's week and you're like, people can feel and see how passionate mm. you are and you're actually connecting with them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I see that you'll send people things and like you yeah. do giveaways all the time yeah. and I think you're, you're like genuinely changing people's lives. Yeah. I like to tell people, you know, I don't know how many followers we're up to now, but it, it, it's still a relatively small community, though growing. Mm-hmm. But the most beautiful change and connection that happens, no one sees it on Instagram. Right. It's right. happening in my DMs, in my emails, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people who I've given my direct phone number to, people I've sent giveaways to. Um, I'm really proud of those connections I've made. I'm really proud of any help I've been able to offer people. And I'm really proud of everyone in our Papa Health community that's taken a, a morsel of information and changed their life with it because they're they're the ones creating change, right? I'm a conduit for information and helping them change, but then it just has this ripple effect. Like that person switching out their nonstick cookware for cast iron or stainless or ceramic, when their friends come over and see them cooking with it or their family comes over and sees them cooking with it, then they're the vehicle for change to tell people why, they, why they're not using that right. stuff anymore. Like you're creating little ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's, that's so how cool. change happens, right? It's yeah. person to person to person. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, mm-hmm. Those that's like in, intimate relationships. I was just going to ask, um, where did the name Pop of Health come from? Yeah. So you can read about it on our website when it gets back up. I used to have a whole page about it, but um, there's three reasons it's called Pop of Health. First is my last name. Um, my last name is Popson. That's my maiden name. Um, it's my father's name. And um, on, when he was became sick. He's great now. By the way, update. My father is, he goes back for his scans, but his last blood test showed can't, the cancer's all, like, it wasn't, it wasn't oh, showing good. up. So, yes, it's been a anxious fight, and, um, but, and, yes, so, all good news there. Here. Yeah. But, um, I really wanted to pay homage to that name. I think, you know, I, I was just telling you guys earlier, I, my husband and I have been married for two and a half years. I had been traveling on and off airplanes like, every two weeks for years for work. And I just could never really find a good time to change my last name to Roberts, my husband's last name, because it would mess up all my travel docs and it just mm-hmm. couldn't, it didn't, wasn't working. So, and I always planned once last year finished that I would change my last name because all my travels would be slowing down. And, but then, you know, when my father became sick, I just, I became more attached to that name. I wanted to pay homage to it. I also just think it's cute. If you Google Popsins, you're not going to find many of us. Yeah. It's like kind of, it we, we believe it's actually an error. Like when our ancestors came over on ships, someone changed our name on accident yeah. on paper. Um, <laughs> so it, that's part of it. The other, I just, um, I believe that little, like I was just saying, little ripple effects, little changes add up to big impact and little pops of health mm-hmm. I, that are, are what I try to provide every single day, multiple times a day um, to help people make change in their lives and their families' lives and in their network. Um, and then finally, there's like, you guys know my icon is like a little popsicle. And mm-hmm. I just think it's, um, it's a, it's kind of ironic because most people think, oh, popsicles aren't healthy, but my belief is anything can be healthy if it's made with whole foods, um, whole ingredients, and if it's prepared in a way that's right for you and your body. If you, the two of you sitting right here might have very different, you you do have different bodies, you have different backgrounds, genes, Mm -hmm. you're going to respond differently to food. So 
a popsicle is not inherently bad. It's what's in the popsicle and how that popsicle's ingredients are going to interact with your genetic That's makeup. That's cute. I yeah. never, so I never cute. knew the reasoning behind the popsicle, but yeah. I, I always just thought it was a cute little icon. Yeah, and it was pop. It's a little irony. I, I like that. irony. She puts thought into everything. Yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I, and that's one thing I've noticed, like your attention to detail. Mm. And so my next question is, you literally have information stored up in your brain from years of studying, I'm sure, yeah. about everything. No. <laughs> no. Like, it is hard for me to even know, like, what ingredients for food are healthy or, like, mm-hmm. to focus on one thing. So, like, what's your favorite... Um, area of health to hone in on and to study Mm. that's one question and the second question is how did you get to where you are like what tools did you use to understand what you know today Mm -hmm. so my favorite area to focus on oh that's that's really a tough one um well I'm gonna I'm not gonna really answer the question to be honest (laughs) It depends on what I like to focus on, focus on empowering people with information that Mm -hmm. they can use Mm -hmm. because that's how people are going to, every person's at a different place in their health journey. Every person's dealing with something different. Every person's bringing a different ancestral background, genetic code, um, life experience, trauma, stress, um, access to food types with them. So we're all this, no one person is the same, even if your genetic code is almost identical. You know, me and my sister live in two different places, have access to two different types of food in two different climates, have suffered different amounts of stress in our life, have gone through different experiences in our life, right? So I like to start with just empowering people with information, opening their eyes to things so that they can use these little pops of health to look inside themselves, look back at their past and look down at their plate and, and ask the right questions mm-hmm. and dig right. into the right areas. I, maybe an answer would be um, endocrine disruptors, hormone disrupting chemicals. I think um, it's, it's something not talked about enough that is truly and literally everywhere. It's in our cleaning supplies, it's in our pots and pans, it's in our makeup and our skincare and on our food. Um, and in our water. And I think that um, if there's one place I probably focus on the most on Papa Health, it's different endocrine disruptors and where they're hiding. Um, just because I think absolutely anyone, no matter who they are, where they live, um, is being affected right. by them to some degree. Endocrine? Endocrine disruptors. Just means hormone, hormone, okay. your endocrine, endocrine system. system. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every so time I pull up your page, I like learn something new. I'm like, I don't Good. know. Good. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like as it must be hard to to answer that question too because it's all connected yes. you know like it all kind of cycles back around to have an effect one thing on the, yes. on the next so yes I love that answer so I know we could probably talk like for hours and hours on everything that you know and all the chemicals that are bad and individual like you know names of things mm. um but if you had to to Tell our audience maybe like your top three facts that you know that w- would be the most surprising to them to hear. Mm-hmm. What do you think those would be in terms of okay, what they're so consuming or using? Okay, so Catherine, before we started, was talking. She, you, you're in a girly mood. You want to go shopping. You're feeling. I'm feeling girly yeah. today. <laughs> I've been all girly all morning, which is great. We should embrace our femininity. That's a wonderful thing. Yes. And as women, many of us like to 
do skincare routines and masks and wear makeup and wear perfume and lotions and right there's all sorts mm-hmm, of whatever mm-hmm. um what most women and men don't realize is that first of all our our personal care products industry is highly unregulated the european union has banned over 1400 different chemicals and partially banned hundreds more the united states has only banned or partially banned 30 and what i always ask wow. people is that's 2% that's 2% of what's been banned in europe why is our health only 2% as important as those in europe right right mm-hmm. and you pair that fact with the fact that a most of the chemicals that are on the market have never been tested for human safety and have never been te- have never been tested for how chemical in your face wash is going to interact with the chemical in your moisturizer. Right. Mm-hmm. And how that's going to interact with the chemical in your makeup. Right? There's not testing being done on that. Most of the the testing that's done is done by the actual chemical or by the actual chemical companies or product manufacturers that are going to make money off selling those products and then the regulating agencies just look at the data and say, "Well, you you say it's not you say it's safe, okay." Mm. It's crazy. Most people think that anything on the market must have been tested a zillion times on humans and long-range studies and it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. You pair that with the fact that our skin is our largest organ. You guys know this. You're you, you are in the body industry. You mm-hmm. understand the human body. 60% of a minimum of 60% of what we place on our body is absorbed into our skin, into our bloodstream, into our tissues, into our organs. Then becomes the it's metabolized and becomes the building blocks of our cells or it's becomes um little imposters. So endocrine disruptors are hormone disruptors. They are little imposters that inside our, our body thinks are hormones, but they're synthetic chemicals made from petroleum somewhere, right? They're, and they run around our body and they either block signals from happening or send mixed messages or send the wrong message so that you know, your thyroid doesn't work as well, or your sex hormones get all out of whack, or your energy's a little off, or you feel stressed or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you're, you, you're, ferti- you're not, um, you're not, you become less fertile, men's sperm become less mobile. All these things are controlled by our hormones. Our temperature's controlled by our hormones, um, our energy, our skin, our ever- literally everything. There are chemical messengers. So um, it's really, really important for us to pay attention to what we're putting on our body just as much as what we're putting in our body. Um, the other thing is that um, plastics, as I said, are a, a much bigger problem than people realize. I think most of society looks at plastic as, oh, oh yeah, I have to remember to recycle it and then I'm doing good. And the, the truth of the matter is most of the world's plastic isn't being recycled. We, especially as Americans, produce so much waste, so much plastic that truthfully, the uh, recycling centers and, and uh, waste centers can't keep up with it. Um, up until 2018, China was actually buying most of our recycling material and our waste. But they stopped doing that um, for political reasons and also because a lot of waste material was being mixed in with our plastics. It didn't make sense for them. Um, and it's causing a, most cities to either stop recycling altogether, just start burying or burning plastics, um, which is not good because then what happens is plastic ends up um, in our soil, which comes back up through the food we eat or the food that the animals we eat are eating. Mm. Um, it comes up, it, if they were burning it, it's ending up in our air and then ending up in our water. We're breathing it. We're drinking it. It's ending up in oceans where fish are consuming it and it's bioaccumulating up the food chain. And that's the problem with plastics is it doesn't break down. Most plastics do not break down. They'll bioaccumulate in our bodies, in the bodies of the animals we eat, the plants we eat. 
Um, and it's just this vicious cycle. And until we stop as consumers creating, like uh, contributing to this problem, it's only going to continue to get worse. Right. The fish will bioaccum by 2050. It's estimated if we don't stop the trend we're down right now, there'll be more plastic particles in the ocean than fish, <gasps> which is crazy when you think about how many fish are in an ocean, right? That's a staggering statistic. But on the bright side is that we can't, we have control over all of this, okay? Mm -hmm. Like we, we as consumers have the power to change everything I just said by using a lot of free tools that we have at our disposal to create change. Shopping. Every single time we shop is a chance to vote with our dollar. If any of my Papa Health community is listening, they're sick of me saying this, but every single day we, we vote, we exchange coins or swipe our card for anything, it's a chance to vote with our dollar for something that we believe in, for what we want more of, and against what we want less of. Mm. Because if you think about it, right, my background is in corporate marketing and evaluating, well, what trends are we seeing? Are certain products selling more? Are they selling less? What are the objections? Why aren't, right? What do we need to change to sell more of something? Well, if, I'm not going to name chemical company names, but if a company is sitting there and they see a significant decline in their laundry detergent, they're going to go back out and do some market research to determine, well, why, aren't, why is no one buying our laundry detergent anymore? Why have 20% of the population stopped buying it? Oh, market research tells us because they're not happy with the chemicals we're using in it. And they might try some greenwashing. They might try some you know, manipulative marketing campaigns. But when that doesn't work because we're more educated, they're going to have to change something. They're either going to buy up a cheaper or um, a buy up a safer uh, laundry uh, like a company like Squeak, she doesn't produce laundry detergent, but a, they're going to buy up a safer company mm -hmm. so that they can provide those products at mass scale. Mm -hmm. um, or they're going to go back to the drawing board and reformulate in a safer way because they want money. Money drives everything. And we as the consumers hold the key to that. We get to vote and shift dollars off one company's balance sheet and onto the other. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of power in that. I also think we can change it through social media. I, w I hated social media for a very long time. I thought it was a very negative place. I thought it only ever left me with like a major comparison hangover and feeling like I wasn't good enough. But then I realized that if I curate this community of people that are want to share in this mission and believe we deserve better, that we can create change by just using our presence on social media for good. You guys know this. You guys work in social media as well. Every like, every share, every tag, every comment, it favors your content and your page in, in Instagram's algorithm. So the more people that share information are not only helping expose their network, but they're ex helping expose people they don't even know mm. because we become more favorable in the algorithm. When we do that, that's why I always encourage people, if you're going to like Kim Kardashian's latest picture every single day and Kylie... Kylie's baby pictures seven bajillion times like spend every day liking one thing that's going to help the greater good of the world and humanity and human health right and our fu the future that we want to leave um for future generations how do we want to leave the planet consider all those things when you're engaging on social media because I do believe you can have both I do believe you can stalk Kylie Jenner on social media mm -hmm. and create good in the world at okay, the same good. time if you use your tools. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I, never, I oh. never thought of it that way, but that's so cool to to look at it in that new perspective. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, it's not just mindlessly scrolling and tapping something that looks good. Like we actually can, you know, the more engagement a post gets and the more likes a post gets, the more people are going to see it and mm -hmm. the more likely someone is to maybe read into why it's there in the first place. So. Yes. That's why all the giveaways that I do on Papa Health, first of all, they're never sponsored. I pay for everything out of pocket because I want to vote with my dollar for that brand that I support. Um, and I want to give more exposure to that brand. 
And also because I want people to know it's authentically something I love and use myself. Mm -hmm. But the only barrier to enter any of my giveaways is that you are a change agent, that you tag two people and let them know what's up because you're doing two things. You're exposing those two people to whatever the topic is that we're talking about. And you're helping improve our content for the algorithm, which is going to expose it to more people that you don't even know. Yeah, absolutely. So mind-blowing right now. I know. I'm like at a loss. (laughs) I guess like all this stuff, like it can seem all the things that we're, I guess we have access to these days. Like we have a lot of access to information and what's right and what's wrong. And I think that sometimes it can be just become so overwhelming. Like it's too much. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. don't know what I can do. And I think sometimes that I get feel guilty because I'm like, well, I still put Splenda in my coffee, you know, like, am I like killing myself? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just those babies. This is making me realize that there's so many things that we can do. And it's just those mm. baby small steps, mm-hmm. um, that we can take day by day to like make little changes. Yes. And like those little changes will have a ripple effect. So I'm feeling less like guilty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. None of this is, should be, I do believe we can have this is a place, an area in life we can have it all. Quote, I'm using air quotes again. We mm-hmm. can have it all. We can enjoy the finer things in life, but also control the, area, the areas of waste and chemical exposure that we can. Right. I, I typically recommend people, if you're just starting out, people come to me, they're like, oh my gosh, I did not know, know I shouldn't be using Febreze. I did not know plastic did this. I did not know I should be doing organic for these reasons. Where do I start? I cannot afford to just like swap out all yeah, this stuff I just bought. That's another right. thing too is the financial. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. So my number one tip is sit down and, and or as you go through your day, think about what are the things you use most every single day. And then think about it, maybe zoom out on a weekly basis. What are the foods you're eating the most? Do you eat steak every single night? Do you eat two apples a day? Do you um, like to wear a face mask every single night? Or do you just mask once a night or once a week? Do you, what are, what are the things you're doing? Are you using 10 water bottles a day, right? What are the things that you are ha- are, you're consuming the most uh, or using the most or exposing yourself to the most and start there? Don't obsess over the candle with synthetic fragrance that you literally burn once a year. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't start there. Start with the places that you can have the greatest impact um, on your health because you're, that's what you're exposed to the most, but also as a consumer because that's what you buy the most. Mm-hmm. So if you only eat meat once a week, but you eat tons and tons of fish, well, if you can't afford the grass-fed organic meat, well, you're only eating that once a week. Maybe focus on making sure the fish you're eating three times a week is wild-caught. Um, not farmed. Make sure that it's um, sustainably sourced. Make sure the top vegetables that you eat every single week are organic. Uh, another great tool to use is the Environmental Working Group. They put out an annual report with their Dirty Dozen, the 12 fruits and vegetables that are most heavily contaminated with pesticides. Start there. They also put out the Clean 13 that, that are the least sprayed. Don't prioritize those. These are really great tools to help people look at their day and say, okay, well, yeah, I eat a lot of asparagus, but asparagus is on the clean 13. So we're not going to spend double the price on asparagus. We're going to take that money and buy um, safer apples because we eat two of those a day. So it's all about prioritization. Look at what you as an individual use and consume the most and then start making changes backwards from there. Mm. Don't start with the things that, you know, like I have a very toxic candle in my home that someone gave me as a gift. I've never burnt it. It just sits there and that's fine. I'm not really worried about it. I'm worried about 
the coffee cup that I used to use every single day, the plastic lid I would throw away, the water bottles I would go through, the amount of or inorganic apples I used to eat on a daily basis. Um, yeah. Does that, that make you feel better or no? Yeah. 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 Okay. Makes, feel better. That makes so much more sense. I'm like, sorry I pause. I'm just like thinking of all the things I do every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, I do eat a couple apples a day. I use really bad creamer in my coffee every day. <laughs> like I'm just thinking of the things that I can change. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things for me is to start looking more heavily into like skincare. Skincare, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I um I recently canceled it to save some money, but I was getting like a monthly subscription for like makeup and skincare stuff, and I would always just try it all out and like mm-hmm. see what's been going on because I've been having really bad skin problems lately, and it's like you know more expensive like high quality product, but I'm sure there's so much in it that's actually not good for me so yeah. I think that's gonna be my step one is honing in more on what I'm actually putting on my skin and I think like if we like I always um let finances or just the expense of like these mm-hmm. these like really high quality products just turn me off because I'm like oh I can't afford that but mm-hmm. like if we do like take a step back and and maybe like budget towards like healthier living and like then it's possible. Because, like, I honestly do get, like, turned off by the pricing of healthy skincare. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I oh, might as well just use Clean Clear, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, like, seven bucks. And Yeah. You can also look at it as I always think when I get like that, I'm like, okay, would I rather spend a little more money up front now or be paying hella medical no, that, bills Yeah, that's what, I, exactly. that's what I mean. Like, if <laughs> yes, we took a step Chelsea, back, yes. if we took a step back mm-hmm. and, like, budgeted for healthy living, I think it would make – a lot more sense to spend those dollars. Mm-hmm. I always tell people like for f- fitness, I'm like, like people will complain about a monthly membership for a gym. And I'm like, why would you not want to invest in your health? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I really, sometimes it's really expensive, but like what's something you can cut out so that you can like make one of the biggest investments yeah. in yourself and yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like it's worth it to invest that money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and what a lot of people there, so I have these, these same, it's funny, I have this conversation with probably on average three people a day who show up and are like feeling overwhelmed. They want to, but there's all this fear and anxiety about all that change. And what I've been using these products for 10 years and that's what I'm used to spending and the, the price point and just all of it. And first of all, I find that safer products, and, and there are a lot of safer products at lower price points. I help people in my DMs all the time find they tell me their budget. They tell me what they're using right now. And I will find something that is as close as possible to their budget. So we can talk. I can help you find whatever. Like It, cool, it cool. is possible. Yeah. It does not have to be the super, super high-end stuff to just decrease the, your toxic exposure. Mm-hmm. Progress over perfection here, right? We just, let's oh, limit. Oh, girl, you and, better preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, um, oh, where was I going with this? Sorry. Finances. Um high-end products. (laughs) Yeah. So there's already some tools and incentives built into society for us to not create as much waste or contribute to the toxic exposure in the world. This coffee cup, for example, this is a $24 coffee cup. It's glass, it's silicone, plastic free. I, on average, on an, in an average year can be replacing 300, between 300 and 500 coffee cups by just owning this. Right. If you think about it, if you just go and buy one coffee a day, maybe sometimes you get two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eliminating that much plastic, those that many plastic lids, that many plastic cups for my exposure. 
that's not just from the, the environment. That's from my body as well. Because the thing with plas- the plastic cup on your, the plastic lid on your coffee cup is plastic is more readily released by heat and acid. What is coffee? It's acidic it's really and it's hot. hot. Yeah. So you don't want to be drinking through that. You also don't want to be then disposing that in the trash can outside of Starbucks where it's not recycled. It ends up in a landfill, breaks down, bioaccumulates in our land, in our, in our air, in our water, right? So there are, there's, they're very economical ways. And then Starbucks rewards me by only charging 50 cents for me to fill this and not the two fifty three dollars someone else pays for a 16 ounce coffee. Yeah. Right. Dang, that's a lot of yeah. savings. Yeah. Because Star, this is, people are hard on Starbucks because they're, they're just now making, you know, these pledges to reduce plastic. And I'm critical of consumers that, because there's already an incentive for us. Right. You show up with your own cup, you're going to save a heck of a lot of money because they just charge you a refill fee. Most places do. If you show up drift coffee locally, they'll fill your cup up for 75 cents or something. Like, Wait, hold on. Back it up. Can you get like lattes in your cup? I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a re- there will still be I mean, a, still okay. a little cost. bit more money. This girl likes her you know, sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like my vanilla latte. I like my uh, <laughs> coffee with my creamer, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I want one of those for sure. Those are so cute. Um, we're going <laughs> yeah. to post a, a picture on our Instagram of Emily, and she's going to oh. be holding one of these cups. We should, and you can tag, we'll okay. tag the, the brand too. Okay. Yeah, it's be cute. Um, and they'll be available from Papa Health soon too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's transition into yes. that because that's going to be super exciting. Emily's going to be launching um, a series of boxes mm-hmm. very soon. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let her just talk on that so I don't mess anything yes. up. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of saving money and trying to make this transition as easy as possible for people in different areas of their life. So I, I, I don't want to say the name yet. We haven't released the name of the box yet box program yet and we have not released the list of brands yet they'll be coming very soon and i'll share and i'm sure you guys will help share about it Mm -hmm. as well um but in may we're gonna we're going to begin offering on the papa health store um stylishly curated boxes of items that help you as a consumer vote with your dollar like we talked about and support brands that put our planet our human health and safety and um just people in general before making profit that help you reduce your use and abuse of plastic and that help reduce your um, exposure to environmental toxins and your contribution to um, toxins in our world. And so what we're going to, what we're doing though is doing bundling these products so that you can make take a huge step in doing all these things in certain areas of your life at a reduced cost. So, you know, where you may have spent, $150, $200 to get a new water bottle and a coffee cup and straws and grocery bags and um, silicone Ziploc bags and all these different things. We're going to help you do that at 40%, 50% less uh, by buying the boxes. We're going to release different ones throughout the year, some for your laundry room, some for, for scents and odors in your home so that you're not exposed to synthetic fragrance that's primarily petroleum based. Um, a cleaning box, a men's box around Father's Day. So keep an eye out for that to help the men in our life who are chronic Gatorade bottle and water bottle consumers. Chronic, oh they're chronic yes, plastic they consumers. Are. Yes, I know, I know. Jordan I see my always husband fills up a, a Gatorade bottle with water all the time. Yep. I'm like, yes. I'm like, all right. Or at least he's like, you know, recycling it. But I'm like, why? We have all these like. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're we're gonna help with that. We're gonna make it very <laughs> masculine and very manly to make this switch as well. Um, we're gonna have lunchbox versions, back to school versions. Um, I don't want to give all the surprises uh, away, but we're really excited so about cool. it. Um, the first one will be limited edition, uh, just out just out in May um, to help us get started. But we're really excited about it. So follow along at Papa Health. 
Um, we yes. should be announcing, there'll be a link up soon for you to reserve your box um, and get early access so that they don't sell out if you know you really want one. That's so cool. I'm going to get yeah, every I single do. one. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> want one. I'm so, I'm so excited. That is just like the best idea it's going to be so cool. I'm and it's so not excited. a subscription. I want to be, I, I feel very strongly about people being given things that they don't need. I mm-hmm. hate when someone gifts me something at Christmas and I'm like, this is just going to sit in my closet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take it to Goodwill. I'm sorry. I, I just don't like waste in my home. Um, that's not to say I don't have a lot of cute like knickknacks, but I don't need just like another random whatever sitting around. So the boxes will not be subscription. We will release one to two new boxes um, at a limited run every month. And then if, if you've already made huge steps in your cleaning up your laundry room, don't get that box. Get the yeah. men's box that month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want anyone to, to receive things. And you will know everything in the box beforehand. So you can really make sure it's something that's going to help you take the, the steps that you need to take on your health and healing journey. And you're doing this all by yourself. She is like, isn't she awesome? She's like the coolest go getter. Will you be like, my life coach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Sure. I was so excited for this episode because Emily and I have had a few conversations and Catherine hasn't spent quite as much time with her lately. She was just like, on I the need gram. to know like, yeah, like what, mm. she, what exactly she does. And I'm like, just wait. Like I can't wait <laughs> for you yeah. to hear like all of her knowledge and just vision and excitement and dreams and goals and I just I'm so excited that we connected I'm so happy Me too. You. um okay so switching gears a little bit yeah. but I just wanted to touch on this because I know we share um the same opinions and understanding on this topic that we talked about last week um mm-hmm. we got so many cool messages from last week's episode on yeah I'm kind of breaking the fitness stigma and body image and all of that. Um, and so we'd just love to hear your take on it and what – I know you said it's been kind of a more recent thing for you mm. to feel happy with who you are and showing up Very. and being your own presence on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So what do you think has has made that shift for you? Yeah, so going back, I owe a lot of the credit to my life coach, Allison, who I mentioned. Um, it was probably around – August of last year, 2018, mm-hmm. my husband and I were gonna were taking a trip to Hawaii for our second wedding anniversary, and I had my life coaching session like two days before that, and I remember saying to her, I am consumed with fear. I am positive I'm going to show up in at this resort. Everyone's going to be looking at me like, you don't look good enough. What are you doing here? I just, and I realized that's really how I've gone through most of my life, believing that if I step out into pu- in public, if I let anyone see what I look like on any day, doesn't matter who these people are, that they're going to be judging me. I'm not. They're going to all be in this room collectively thinking that I'm not good enough. And what that really was, was my own, it was a mix of my own fears and my own pattern of allowing this lie <laughs> control mm-hmm. the way I went through my life and how I, like what I valued and how I decided if I was worthy of anything, of love, of success, of friendship, of anything. Um, and she, she put me through this exercise, and I've talked about this on Papa Health before, where she made me list out all the things I believe about myself. And I, I, you know, I was, there was tears all over the page, all these horrible things that if anyone said about themselves, I'd be like, how could you say that about yourself or about someone else? And mm-hmm. things for, you know, I'm 29 years old. I was probably saying to myself, for 21 of those years, you know, your, your legs are so disgusting. They're twice the size they should be, you know, why do your boobs look like that? Like, why are you, you know, your proportions are all off. No one wants to look at you. You look like 
horrible, just horrible. You're like, you'll never be successful if you look like this. No one's ever going to take you seriously. Horrible things. And I went through this exercise, wrote all those things out. And then she said, okay, now put that aside. On another piece of paper, I want you to declare what you want, like, what are you about? Who is Emily? What do you care about your body? Like what's important for you in your body and what's important for you in your life? And I wrote, I don't have it in front of me, but for, I said for my body, my, I want to just honor my body, nourish my body and move my body in meaningful ways. That's what I want to do. That's what's important to me. And that's what I wish the world was felt was important. That as long as I checked the body, the, the boxes that said you nourished your body with whole foods today, you honored your body with giving it rest when it needed it and you moved it in meaningful ways, doesn't mean you ran six miles, doesn't mean you did a hour orange theory class. It just means you moved it in a way that felt right that day. Then you checked all the boxes and you have done right by your body and your body is worthy and able to do and have what and have love, have acceptance, be beautiful. And then for myself, I want to leave a meaningful impact in, on the world. I want to I want to leave this place better than I found it. I want to help people and I want to give people the reins back to their lives and their, their happiness and their health because so many people are suffering because of manipulative mar- marketing messages that have been thrown at them their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And when I declared that, it was it was an almost sudden shift. When I sat there and said, "You're right." Like she made me read them out loud and I said, like, she, she said to me, so how does that make you feel? And I just said, I just wish everyone else felt this way. And she said, but Emily, it doesn't matter. You, at the end of the day, like, you are only going to feel fulfilled and happy and love yourself if you have checked all the boxes on what you have declared for yourself is important. And really, it became just a very tactical exercise. For weeks, I would just check the boxes. I would open a new note in my phone. I would write those things down. I would put a little green check mark emoji next to them. I honored my body. I respected my body. I nourished my body. I moved it in a meaningful way. I did one thing today. I would write down, write one post on Papa Health or write one post on what my blog was called back then. It doesn't matter. Like, write do one thing today that's going to make you feel like you're moving towards having helping people or having an impact on the world. And just doing that, it, it just rewired all of this negative thinking and all of these beliefs that I had carried around. They, they, they were no longer there because I had made room for something else because I declared what my life was all about and I took back control over that definition. And I think more people need to do that. I think yeah. we all live according to all these rules and beliefs and comments and experiences that either other people have had, our parents had, our friends had, um, that we see in movies and on TV growing up. And we need to, we need to stop. We need to take back control and declare what a good, what a meaningful, good, great, beautiful, happy life is for us. Mm -hmm. What a worthy relationship, a worthy, healthy, happy relationship with our body is for us. And let that be all that matters. Not what that that person over there's relationship with life and their body is or you know someone on TV or yeah and that that I love that because taking a step back and creating those like uh personal declarations for yourself it takes away the pressure yes mm-hmm. of like I need to do all or nothing of what matters mm-hmm. yeah like I need to have if I can't be x amount of weight mm-hmm. and eat this food and work out this and do that and do that in one day then like vibe to it all right you know like there's just baby check marks Mm -hmm. that you need to put on it yeah um and I love like what you said about even um moving your body in a meaningful way like 
man, that really like hit me hard because I put so much pressure on my fitness and on my, and Chelsea has called me out for this before, but like trying to t- do too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to prove to myself, yeah. but in one hour, I feel like I need to like complete this type of workout or it's worthless. Or burn this many calories or, or have ran this fast for it to be meaningful. Yeah. I grew right. up in a running household. My parents met as marathon runners. So there was a lot of I get that because my sister and I both struggle with our relationship with running where we both have had to stop. We both finally decided we're going to just stop running for a while in our lives for a significant period of time because there was so much pressure and expectation that came with it for us. Other people, we were like, how could you just run and like not feel like it has to be this or that or Mm -hmm. this fast or this many calories? And we could never understand that. And I feel like you can relate to that, right? It's like, there's all that there's, there is an expectation that's brought to it and we just had to take a break until I just started running again, maybe in the fall of this past fall, when I, my relationship with my body changed. Yeah. And I was, yeah. And that just kind of goes to show, like, anything that's healthy can be risky or rewarding, mm-hmm. depending on how you yes. look at it. So yeah. it might not be healthy. Like, just because running and moving your body is a healthy thing, like, you might abuse it. And it, yes. it could be a, mm-hmm. more of a risk for you than a reward. Yeah. So it's all about your perspective. Yes. No, I used to think that like every time I would go, you know, run the loop down at the beach, like, oh, I have to run it in under, you know, 22 minutes or Mm -hmm. I have to run it the whole time without taking a walking Mm -hmm. break. And now I've kind of changed it around and saying, all right, I'm just going to go do it. And Mm -hmm. whenever I finish, I finish. And if I have to walk a little bit, I walk a little bit. If I feel like I'm having the best day ever and I get a runner's high, great, but Mm -hmm. I'm still doing it. I'm still running that three miles yes or completing that three miles whether I walk it or run it and I think like we talked about last week it's just that mental shift of 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 your why and what and yeah you know what you're doing to honor your body I love the moving it your body in a meaningful way because maybe one day that looks like running the loop maybe another day it means like going on a walk around your neighborhood with a neighbor who's Mm -hmm. hurting because that's meaningful and that's time dedicated to them or maybe it's just like going on a walk I don't know doing something it could be so simple like I just look at this picture of my grandma in front of me and I used to like walk around the neighborhood with her and Mm. it would take forever because (laughs) we have the smallest neighborhood ever and it would I remember being like oh god here we go like 45 minutes because she had a walker and she like had Parkinson's and all the things but those memory that meaningful moment is so much worth it and I'm not burning any calories I'm actually I think I'm going negative because I'm (laughs) going so slow but I just think of those like meaningful ways. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like really taken aback right now. And not to harp on the, the running thing, but it, it has been my experience. It's been my relationship with running has been challenging my whole life since the day they got us into running when like sixth or seventh grade. And it's taken reconnecting with my body and understanding the human body. My, like my post, my most recent post on Papa Health this morning is about stress. Exercise is a physical stress. If you go into exercise in a already mentally or emotionally stressed out place, your body is just going to view the exercise as more stress, especially if it's not exercise you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. So what I used to do is I'd be very stressed, upset about something, and I'd say, no, but I still have to run six miles today because if I don't, I have failed and I have not done enough. I have not exercised in a worthy manner. But what actually would have been, what that did is it it shot my cortisol up 
it only hurt my body. It only caused my body to store body fat, shut off bo- the uh, shut off the body fat burning mechanism in my body, reduce my digestive function, like all these things. When if I had just gone for a walk, it would have helped downregulate my. Mm. That's meaningful, right? That's that's doing something worthy for our bodies. When my the day after my dad was diagnosed, I went in to my personal trainer. She had one plan for me. I said, no, I need to punch things. I need to be pushing. I need to be lifting weights. I can't run today. I'm not going to sprint. I'm going to hate it. It's going to make me cry. I need to be like pushing and pumping because that's what I I just feel like my my body body needs needs right Mm -hmm. now. It's asking me for it. So that's what I need to give it today. Throw out any expectation you, you bring into your exercise. Before every exercise, I really believe you need to check in with yourself and ask yourself, like, what does my body actually need from me right now? Does it even need exercise? Does it actually need me to lay on my couch and stare at my phone, watch an episode of something, just ch- shut my mind off? Like, what, what does it actually need from me? Mm-hmm. Put all the misconceptions, that all the mixed messages that were sent about our female bodies aside and Give it what it your body needs because no one on TV, no one in the movies, no doctor, no one knows what your body needs but you. And even if you're working with a trainer, I'm sure Catherine, like you, you want to know if someone's going to walk in, you want them to tell you like I feel I have no energy today, like I need to tone it down. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I expect of my trainer too. Like I, she asks me every day, how are you feeling? Where does it hurt? What do you need? And we go from there because yeah. that's when I get you get more out of exercise and it has positive effects on your body. Yeah, like last night, I I always make this joke, but it's actually not a joke. I'm like being really serious. At Seoul, like there'll be girls who walk in and I'll be like, how's your day? And they're like, I have the longest day. And I say every time, I'm like, do y'all want to not do the workouts tonight and go get wine? Mm, I'm like, yes. And I think they think I'm kidding, but I'm like dead serious. I'm like, do we need to chill and get wine? Because I'm down. (laughs) Always down. This is the best thing you could say to them. I know. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, I love that. Taking the pressure away and doing what's best for you in that moment. I think that everyone listening to this episode at some point should complete that exercise that you were describing because mm-hmm. I think that can, that's such a, it's, the mind shift is not a tangible thing, but writing those things down is like mm-hmm. something that you can actually do. Yes, and I love the note in your phone and the little emoji. Yeah, like, like, I'm just like, especially if you're someone that likes to have that tangible like yes. check. Check it off. I'm accomplished. Um, or like write it on your mirror. But it's such a bigger picture mm-hmm. at the same time. That's like just the perfect, the perfect exercise. So I encourage everyone to do that, especially if you're going through a similar struggle, which I feel like at some point everybody is. So. Yeah. Okay. So I know you are a heart and soul listener. You know that we typically end our episodes with a series of questions. So yeah. These will be those quickies and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. So, what is something you're currently binging? Binging. Oh, Casablanca Coffee Roasters. Yes. Ooh, it's great. right across the street from our community. And I have been just praying since we landed in Wilmington. There's a lot of great coffee shops in Wilmington, but I've been praying for that proximity. Proximity. <laughs> yes. yes. And not a Starbucks. There's like a Dunkin', I think, by us. But I wanted somewhere with good energy, good lighting, great coffee that I could just like go and work from, get out of the house because I do work from home. Just like, and I have been there. Some days, twice a day, for every single day for a week now. Dude, when I walk into that place, I seriously think I'm in a different country. Yes. I they did such a good job. I'm so excited. Like, that too. courtyard, you don't even realize you're on Market Street when I you go back in that I legitimately think I'm like either in California or like Spain. Yes. <laughs> like there's like no other option. She it nailed looks it. incredible. She nailed I'm it. I'm so excited for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, okay, so a little getting a little deeper here. Mm. What is something that you love about yourself? Hmm. 
guess I love that I'm always willing to do the work for others, for myself. I always show up and will do the work. And I've always been that way, even when I've struggled through things in my life. Whatever was facing me at that moment, I've always been willing to ask the questions, dig deeper, do the work. Um, and it's by doing that work and committing to doing those exercises in your with your phone, making declarations and committing to those, committing to, you know, I have to remember to bring this coffee cup, right? It's it's a commitment to do this versus just saying, I'll grab one at the, the at Starbucks. Um, I'm just, I'm proud of that. And I hang my hat on that and... And I like that it has nothing to do with my body or the way I look yeah. or anything. It just... Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I can see that in you too. Thank you. Do you want to ask the last two? Yeah. What is something that you're looking forward to in 2019? The box launching. I'm just so excited. Girl, me too. I know. <laughs> I just have this vision in my mind of when people see how cute it is. Like, I'm the only one who... Well, Chelsea has seen some of it because yeah. she's our photographer for Papa Help. But I'm the only one who's seen all the products laid out on my dining room floor together and when people see how freaking adorable living a low-tox, non-tox, plastic-free life can be, I just feel like it's what people are waiting for because it's not only going to help them save money, it's going to help them look really super cute. People are going to be envious of all the neat stuff that they're going to get in this. And they're going to be just doing such beautiful things for their body, even if they just buy it because it's cute. That's part of the reason I right. made it cute. It's like, right. just buy it because it's cute. Even if you don't fully get the plastic thing or the toxin thing, just trust me and buy it because it's yes. cute. And show all your friends. I can't wait to see everyone bopping around with their bag and their their coffee cup and their straw and their water bottle. Just like all of it. It's just so exciting. Um I can't wait to bop around with all those things. We can bop together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you could tell women one thing, what would it be? Mm. This is the one that always gets Mm -hmm. evil, I think. I want everyone, man or woman, to know that you have a very unique set of gifts to offer the world. Right now, as you are. Not 10 pounds from now. Not... A hundred grand from now, not when you, you know, right now, you are the only person on this planet that has your set of life experiences, your heart, your mind, your gifts, and that unique combination. You have something special that no one else can offer the world. Don't hold, don't let fear or comparison or body image, shame, any, don't let anything hold you back because the world is ready for you right now. And Mm -hmm. I wish I had not held myself back as long as I had because I didn't feel like my body was good enough. I ha- I've always had these gifts. These gifts did not just appear, right? I've always had these gifts to offer. I've always wanted to leave a- an impression on the world. Um, and whatever that impression is that you want to leave on the world, whatever you know deep down you're meant to give, do that now. Don't, don't let anything that's holding you back hold you back any longer because the world's ready for it. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Drop mic, mic drop. <laughs> drop the freaking mic. Well, thank you so much, Thanks, Emily. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode. Um, be sure to follow along at Pop of Health on Instagram, and I'm sure you'll be letting everyone know when all yeah, when the big launch soon. is happening. I think so. we should title this episode like "Say It Louder for the Ladies in the Back" <laughs> <laughs> because Seriously. everything is like such a aha moment. Yes. So I'm pumped for people to listen to it. Stuff. Well, thank you guys, as always, so much for listening. Please don't forget to um, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Screenshot and share it on Instagram. Let us know you're listening. Um, And until then, we will 
See you guys next time. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.